Section thirteen of Young Folks Treasury, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Draconis. Young Folks Treasury, Volume two, edited by Hamilton Wright Maybe. Section thirteen, the punishment of loki after the death of balder loki never again ventured to intrude himself into the presence of the gods he knew well enough that he had now done what could never be forgiven of him and that for the future he must bend all his cunning and vigilance to the task of hiding himself from the gaze of those whom he had so injured and escaping the just punishment he had brought upon himself the world is large and i am very clever said loki to himself as he turned his back upon asgard and wandered out into manheim there is no end to the thick woods and no measure for the deep waters neither is there any possibility of counting the various forms under which i shall disguise myself odin will never be able to find me i have no cause to fear but though loki repeated this over and over again to himself he was afraid he wandered far into the thick woods and covered himself with the deep waters he climbed to the tops of misty hills and crouched in the dark of hollow caves but above the wood and through the water and down into the darkness a single ray of calm clear light seemed always to follow him and he knew that it came from the eye of odin who was watching him from air throne then he tried to escape the watchful eye by disguising himself under various shapes sometimes he was an eagle on a lonely mountain crag sometimes he hid himself as one among a troop of timid reindeer sometimes he lay in the nest of a wood pigeon sometimes he swam a bright spotted fish in the sea but wherever he was among living creatures or alone with dead nature everything seemed to know him and to find a voice in which to say to him you are loki and you have killed balder air earth or water there was no rest for him anywhere tired at last of seeking what he could nowhere find loki built himself a house near a narrow glittering river which lower down flashed from a high rock into the sea below he took care that his house should have four doors in it that he might look out on every side and catch the first glimpse of the gods when they came as he knew they would come to take him away here his wife saguna and his two sons ali and nari came to live with him saguna was a kind woman far too good and kind for loki she felt sorry for him now that she saw he was in great fear and that every living thing had turned against him and she would have hidden him from the just anger of the gods if she could but the two sons cared little about their father's dread and danger they spent all their time in quarrelling with each other and their loud angry voices sounding above the waterfall would speedily have betrayed the hiding-place even if odin's piercing eye had not already found it out at last one day when he was sitting in the middle of his house looking alternately out of all the four doors and amusing himself as well as he could by making a fishing net he spied in the distance 
the whole company of the gods approaching his house the sight of them coming all together beautiful and noble and free pierced loki with a pang that was worse than death he rose without daring to look again threw his net on a fire that burned on the floor and rushing to the side of the little river he turned himself into a salmon swam down to the deepest stillest pool at the bottom and hid himself between two stones the gods entered the house and looked all round in vain for loki till vizier one of odin's sons famous for his keen sight spied out the remains of the fishing net in the fire then odin knew at once that there was a river near and that it was there where loki had hidden himself he ordered his sons to make a new net and to cast it into the water and drag out whatever living thing they could find there it was done as he desired thor held one end of the net and all the rest of the gods drew the other through the water when they pulled it up the first time however it was empty and they would have gone away disappointed had not vizier looked earnestly at the meshes of the net saw that something living had certainly touched them they then added a weight to the net and threw it with such force that it reached the bottom of the river and dragged up the stones in the pool loki now saw the danger he was in of being caught in the net and as there was no other way of escape he rose to the surface swam down the river as quickly as he could and leapt over the net into the waterfall he swam and leapt quickly as a flash of lightning but not so quickly but that the god saw him knew him through his disguise and resolved that he should no longer escape they themselves divided into two bands thor waded down the river to the waterfall the other gods stood in a group below loki swam backwards and forwards between them first he thought he would dart out into the sea and then that he would spring over the net back again into the river this last seemed the easiest way of escape and with the greatest speed he attempted it thor however was watching for him and as soon as loki leapt out of the water he stretched out his hand and caught him while he was yet turning in the air loki wriggled his slippery slimy length through thor's fingers but the thunderer grasped him tightly by the tail and holding him in this manner in his hand waded to the shore there father odin and the other gods met him and at odin's first searching look loki was obliged to drop his disguise and cowering and frightened to assume his proper shape before the assembled lords one by one they turned their faces from him for in looking at him they seemed to see over again the death of balder the beloved you were told that there were high rocks looking over the sea near loki's house one of these higher than the rest had midway four projecting stones and to these the gods resolved to bind loki so that he should never again be able to torment the inhabitants of manheim or asgard by his evil doings thor proposed to return to asgard to bring a chain with which to bind the prisoner but odin assured him that he had no need to take such a journey loki he said has already forged for himself a chain stronger than any you can make while we have been occupied in catching him his two sons ali and nari transformed into wolves by their evil passions have fought with and destroyed each other with their sinews we must make a chain to bind their father and from that he can never escape 
It was done as Asa Odin said. A rope was made of the dead wolves' sinews, and as soon as it touched Loki's body, it turned into bands of iron and bound him immovably to the rock. Secured in this manner, the gods left him. But his punishment did not end here. A snake, whose fangs dropped poison, glided to the top of the rock and leaned his head over to peer at Loki. The eyes of the two met and fixed each other. The serpent could never move away afterwards, but every moment a burning drop from his tongue fell down on Loki's shuddering face. In all the world there was only one who pitied him, his kind wife, ever afterwards, stood beside him and held a cup over his head to catch the poison. When the cup was full, she was obliged to turn away to empty it, and the deadly drops fell again on Loki's face. He shuddered and shrank from them, and the whole earth trembled. So will he lie bound till the twilight of the gods be here. End of the Punishment of Loki Recording by Draconis the Real Basement Dwellers Podcast will work for money dot net.